Hello and welcome to the Serenity Sister Show here at Sunny Govan Radio 103.5 FM. Today is going to be a real cram of all sorts of information regarding how you can lose energy and focus and how your energy can be manipulated. So we're going to be exploring a whole heap of things over the next couple of shows, centering around various topics such as how you are relating to predatory energy seekers or better known as energy vampires. Also looking at foods that we eat, how we can have an unhealthy relationship with people pleasing, where that comes from and what we can do to try and preserve our our energy and protect it from the various ways in which we expose ourselves to the world and which energy is projected at us and steals our focus. Looking at the relationship between dopamine and serotonin and the ways in which you're being dragged into an addiction to certain feel-good hormones or addiction to stress hormones if you have become accustomed and normalised the whole highs and lows of life. After this first song, we're going to be joined by Cheryl Johnson covering the topic of pyramid schemes and basically the lure of being something bigger, better or being a high-profile influencer. What happens if you're being sold the dream and it really resonates with you. So we'll be speaking to Cheryl who has developed an interest in psychology and the workings of the human mind through her own journey really with her own mental health, alcoholism and unhealthy coping mechanisms and happiness seeking activities that she found herself churned up in. Cheryl has started an open learning course on forensic psychology. She's going to be discussing her experience of being part of a few network marketing companies and what she can share with a wider audience and protecting your energy when it comes to considering these opportunities. And thereafter, we'll be joined with George, who will be sharing his experience of TikTok going wrong. (laughs) So stay with us. We're going to be joined by Cheryl now, who's sharing her experience with being part of network marketing companies, Pyramid Schemes. And today's show is centering around how you can lose your energy or you can feel depleted and drained and how you can protect yourself from energy thieves, basically, that come in all shapes and forms. So Cheryl is focusing on her experience of being lured into a false sense of reality or an illusion of grandeur with MLM. I first joined my first MLM company about 12 years ago, um, network marketing, multi-level marketing, and it was a makeup company and I absolutely love makeup and skincare and things like that and I was kind of like sold it by, you know, you can work your own hours, you can work from home, you can do it around your other job or whatever you need to do and um, it's it was basically sold as like easy money at the time as well. Um, since then, um, I've been in and out of like different MLM companies and my experience with it is it's quite stressful. Um, it's not at all like a part-time gig. Um, you kind of like sold that, but then once you get in, you're told in order to succeed, you need to be at it like 24 7 it's like don't worry about sleep um you work hard for uh, so many years and you're gonna reap the rewards type in the future um so it's like a constant adrenaline rush and drive 
you're in all these group chats and they're pinging constantly. Um, you're in also other groups with challenges and tasks. You'd be up really early on a morning doing your first morning posts and answering messages till late at night, um, sending messages, answering messages because you really want to get that sale and you know, you're trying to cram as much in as possible. It pretty much like takes over your life and you're always like really on high alert is what I found. Um, I was always like wanting to please my upline as well. And if I wasn't doing well, like I never got shout outs and things like that. And there is a bit of like love bombing involved where as at the beginning you're so love bombed and you kind of want to keep that and then it doesn't last, you know. You get like these daily task sheets and... In one of my companies, there were three daily task sheets with about 50 tasks a day that you had to do. And like that was like a full time job in itself. And also like we had to like message all these people like it's constantly in your messenger. So like you just glued to your phone permanently and it's like really stressful. And I just felt as well like I was hassling people and I hated that feeling. Trying to like figure out what to go live about daily as well. You were told to like go live a few times a day or at least once a day and add value and trying to add value daily. I found like I was just going live and talking absolute rubbish and then you just feel stupid, you know, just so you've got that live in for your daily task sheet. Like you're constantly on all the social media platforms, posting, 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 and you've got to kind of like give parts of yourself that you wouldn't normally share as well so you can be relatable to people um it wasn't that good for my mental health it really did kind of like take over my life we also like had like late night zoom calls and they could be like 9 9:30 even later sometimes and they'd gone for like hours and you had to be on them because like all the information was there and if you wasn't on them then you wasn't serious about your business and I like to go to bed at a decent time. I don't sleep very well anyway. And, you know, so having to be on these Zoom calls, um, that I found that to be quite a nightmare. Um, I w- you always had to, like, act happy and positive all the time, like, no matter what was going on. A lot of toxic positivity. Say if you was in one of the groups and there was something you didn't agree with, you couldn't talk about that um, because you was a negative person. Um also, like I've seen a lot of when people have left companies, people getting like blocked and shunned and the team told to block them and things like that is pretty horrible. I mean, I never blocked anybody, but I've seen it happen and seen people get completely shunned and like these are supposed to be your crew, your girls, your tribe. And then, you know, if you're not in them, then you're completely shunned and blocked. You're made to like, you feel like a failure when you're not like climbing the ranks or earning money your self-esteem just goes like really down so it's like there's the mega highs and then there's the mega lows with it the ftc reports that 99 percent um that participate in mlms lose money like one percent make it to the tippy top and it's only like really the tippy tops that make any decent money and if you look at any income disclosure statements for like any network marketing company it's like really eye-opening about what actually really happens because when you're in an MLM you're told that you're just not working hard enough um, you don't believe in yourself you're blamed for it but looking at the income disclosure statements it's quite clear that 
the 1% at the top really make it. So, you know, there's a lot of gaslighting I found as well. I, over the past few months, like I've taken a massive step back. I'm actually technically still in a few network marketing companies. I like the products from there, but I'm pretty not on social media that much at all. Um, and I'm a lot more peaceful. <laughs> It's eliminated so much stress, unnecessary stress, because I got so little rewards out of it, if I'm if I'm honest. There were good points. I have had some really good times. And it's the good parts that obviously I think kept me in. And like the rush of like dopamine, I guess, when good things happened. I guess I was addicted to the dopamine levels. But now I've stepped back, I'm I'm barely on social media and it's just literally I use it friends and family and post about my family and talk to my friends on it. And um, yeah, my stress levels have gone completely down. Um, it's a completely different world stepping away from it. And when you look back, well, when I look back, I realise just the amount of pressure I was under. Because at the time as well, I was working full time and doing that and my family. And, you know, it, it takes over your life, it really does take over your life. You are told if you're going to succeed, you know, it's 24-7. So, yeah, it was really interesting as well when I took a look at the bite model and there's so many similarities um, on the bite model um, that's used, like, to establish what a cult is. Um, That really opened my eyes. Welcome back to the show. That was none other than the glorious, amazing Dolly Parton. She turned 76 recently and didn't really value how much Dolly had contributed not only to the music industry, but to women in general and the whole concept of the things in her life that were going under the radar. She's really been quite prolific and some of her quotes are amazing. One of them, for instance, I make a point to appreciate all the little things in my life. I go out and I smell the air after a good hard rain. I reread passages from my favourite books. I hold the little treasures that somebody special gave me. These small actions help remind me that there are so many great, glorious pieces of good in the world. And I guess that is perfection when it comes to describing the ways in which you can focus on good energy and get you out of that perception that things are hard, things are going wrong or that your energy is being taken by all of these seemingly negative sources. These kind of little quotes of reminding you where to centre yourself, how to ground yourself and where to find the little joys are exactly what we need. If you haven't watched the Dolly Parton documentary on Netflix yet, I would say definitely get on that. I hadn't known much about her whatsoever and now definitely I can see that she's such a authentic, wholesome, genuine person who has a heart of gold and a real zest for life. So next up, I'm going to pop your attention over to George. George has had a recent experience on TikTok. He was reluctant because of previous experiences on social media as to how you can be targeted and it can really be a drain on your positivity and your energy reserves in in general. 
So it's not been great for mental health for many people and George is going to share a recent experience of something that he has now taken a positive from and he's taken the lesson from it as a sharp reminder. So George is going to tell us all about what happened when he went viral on TikTok. Hey Saffron, so recently and over my career but more so recently actually has is, is been a big lesson I suppose would be the, the right word. Um, but um, online trolls have become something that I have watched happen across social media as social media has grown. I kind of got in on the early steps of um, social media's growth with my business and I'd then taken some time away to kind of, you know, have a, a you know, a, a different path and then I get brought back to doing my mediumship uh, and I've been at it full time for quite a number of years. But, um, you know, when I first started doing this this work 22 years ago, there wasn't social media, there wasn't anything. Really, my, my work was word of mouth. And word of mouth carried you really so strongly because, you know, you would be contacted by people purely based on word of mouth and purely on recommendation by somebody telling somebody. And at that point, I, I almost felt it was more authentic because you would find that people would be really invested in you because somebody that they know has then said to them, now with social media and the birth of it, I think social media is a wonderful thing. I think there's a huge part of it that is absolutely amazing. I do feel in a huge way it should be regulated more um, legally. The trolls have become something of an entity of their own and it seems to give you know this anonymity of people you know just creating these blank profiles and they're on there and they literally create hate and their whole purpose and you see them you know jumping around different people's um pages and just spreading hate and then there was people within the, the spiritual movement where there was the same kind of people going around in, in one star reviewing all these different psychics, mediums, beauty therapists, treatment people, Reiki therapists. And it was just, a, you know, and I, I noticed that a few years ago and that's why I removed the review side of things on Facebook, particularly for that, because it was, it was just an abuse that people were getting. I have over the course of my career and especially in recent years found that the, the abuse and the trolls have been disgusting and the, the energy that I was putting into that was a place of anger and retaliation and you know but I was always very conscious business mind of saying how much time should I give that how much energy should I give that and don't respond to them don't argue with them don't give them what they want but you know I was then finding I was responding in some way to the negative but never to the positive comments and so out of a hundred comments, there would be one or two horrible and, you know, 99.98, great. But it's that one or two horrible that hurts because we do our job to care. We, we're healing, we're, we're supporting, you know, I'm donating time to charity, I'm giving, you know, free readings, I'm demonstrating for free or whatever it may be I do. And I think, well, what are these people doing? You know, and that's my kind of thing where I've got to justify it to myself. But it takes so much of your energy when this hurts. And so recently I um, I had set a TikTok challenge to myself. I really love um, the idea of business and, and, um, and how to help. So I, I set myself a challenge that I was going to post a video every day uh, for the full month of January on TikTok and see how the algorithm takes hold of that. But also in the sense of, if I need a video for a mother who has lost her son 
um, you know, just using that as an example, my thought was, if I can give a, a video of education, because that's what my TikToks are about, a bit of personal life stuff and, and more so education, you know, and, and education in under three minutes for people, because TikTok will let you do three minutes, but, you know, education under three minutes, where I can help give people advice how to spot someone who does the job correctly and how to look for the signs of, you know, a, a correct medium, a correct sidekick, etc., and really to help. But the, the energy of the trolls, when I, I went viral um, day 20, 20, 21, and in 24 hours racked up 75,000 views uh, plus, and it, it was just um, within 12 hours actually of that happening, I woke up the next morning to all these views growing, but the abuse started, and it was four different people that had started the abuse. Um, but again, these blank profiles just stating hate and actually commenting on other people's posts who were posting of positivity and they were perpetuating the hate and they were just going along and being negative. That can take so much from you as a person and there was damage control needing done and I had work to do that day and I had to take myself away from it to really damage control this, to, to not allow myself to be absorbed and drawn in by it. And I've always said I never want to be a famous medium. I never want to be a celebrity medium. It's nothing of the sort. I, I don't want to be. I don't want that kind of responsibility. I don't want that recognition. I just want to do my job and do it well and help people. That's a real big thing. And, you know, be able to support my life with that. Um, so at the end of the day, I removed the account because I thought that would be the most appropriate thing to do. Um, and, and I have to say that the energy that it takes and the universal energy, I think so, is the universe putting this lesson in front of me. Was this then put in front of me? I always believe that everything that happens in my life that has, you know, a solid building block, um, you know, of learning, then I have to take away and say, right, so what did I learn from that experience? Well, I learned that there's negativity out there and, you know, and I've watched people on TikTok who have become very, very successful and can't handle the trolls and have taken their life because of it. Um, and all of all ages, you know, young people to older people, it doesn't matter, you know, but the, the online hate that people receive on there is, is disgusting and, and, and it's, it's vile. And I, I often think about what the universe was putting a lesson there for me. What, what was I to learn? Well, I was to learn that, you know, from any sort of good that you try to put out, there will always be the negative in there as well. But it also allowed me to show you how to handle it. The TikTok is not important to me. It's really, really not. It's, it's not important enough to, to have other people being abused and, and, and have negative comments on. So I then learned from me that this was the lesson I was to learn was I was to spread this story. I was to let people know that the voice, and I always campaign for positivity and, and inclusivity and, and growth. So from that, I, I think that we have to be so careful of the energy in which we put out and what we're going to receive back in that way and how much time we give. If someone's negative, either delete, block or report the comment or all three. Um, beyond that, don't give them the, your energy. Pay attention to the people who are being kind and the negative ones get rid of. And there's always going to be hate out there. And that's the sad part until maybe they do verify um, or they have to ver verify an online account because then people can be traced because if someone's being hateful and, you know, inciting hate, then, you know, 
then at the end of the day, with the hate speech is a powerful thing in, in all sorts of ways, whether it be racism or, you know, against people's, you know, sex or gender or, or you know, religious beliefs or whatever it may be. Hate speech is hate speech and there's a crime against that. So at the end of the day, we'll be able to track these people if these things end up being verified, which would be the biggest dream for me, because it's going to protect children, it's going to protect, you know, everyone of every walk of life who receives hate, businesses that are trying. So anyway, the re what I'm trying to say and sum this up is the energy in which we put out and the support that we receive um, and the time in which we invest into these things are all really important. But I also feel that the toxicity of trolls and online hate and, you know, we have to be a voice for the people when we see online hate, you know, screenshot that and send it to the person. I always say that to the people, you see online hate, screenshot it and send it to that person's page let them know let them know that this is happening you know because they may not see it because let me tell you when you go viral your phone blows up you you have no idea that the onslaught of comments and messages it's just it's, i mean it's it was amazing the positivity was amazing but my god your phone doesn't stop i mean it's just ding 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 all the time and i can't even begin to think of what it's like for people who have you know 10 20 30,000 you know people on their page and i just think that must be such a drain like everything's focused around social media so people don't detach in any way and i do i mean i i only pick up messages uh, once or twice a month because i need to be able to remove myself from social media uh, and so i like to watch things and learn i like to watch youtube videos and learn about different things i love to listen to podcasts where i can learn and grow and and pull myself away from yeah um, if my advice for anyone is be mindful of the trolls, be mindful of the energy you put into that, be, be careful on the, the intentions of why you're doing something, what you're putting out there to what you're going to get back and be really, really, really careful in your approach to responding to negativity because it, don't answer them because it feeds into them it's all they want and just remember that these people are faceless so be mindful of how you take the approach on that as well um i want to just say for anybody that listens to this i hope my little bit of information can help in some small way and um you know words words have power in in a good and a bad way so just be mindful of what you also say um about others um because there's always someone that will listen to this what i've just recorded and have a negative con connotation to a negative thought or a negative viewpoint or whatever like regardless because People can just be absolutely horrible. And but I always remember I've got so much positivity in comparison to negativity, but sometimes the negativity hurts and, and we are all human. Radio. And that was George the Medium. George is a medium and psychic and he is based around the central Scotland area. If you are interested in following him and exploring more content, you can follow him at George the Medium on Instagram, or you can access more of the information on himself, what he's all about at www.georgethemedium.com. After this next song, we're going to be exploring the link between our grasping of our identity and the imprints from our early experiences and also our false beliefs in why we need to people please, how we are not managing our energy and our time in ways which is conducive to a healthier life. We are also going to discuss 
the effects of not protecting your energy, not really realising where you're losing energy in your life, in our everyday tasks, our everyday activities, our everyday ways of responding to frequencies that all stem from imprints usually from our early childhood or our experiences throughout life and grasping onto an identity which no longer really serves us. So we're going to be chatting about that shortly. However, I wanted to touch on the effects of dopamine and serotonin, the differences between those two and how to carefully manage that in your life. We're also going to chat about stress hormones and how you can really not realise that you're addicted to your own stress hormones and you have normalised having an emotional roller coaster in your life and you almost thrive on that drama. And without really realising, you could be subconsciously living this out in your everyday life finding your kicks, your dopamine kicks from your stress hormones. So dopamine fixes, it's it's really a thriving habit in our modern world and people are finding that instead of seeking a fine balance or a mostly serotonin based way of life with activities that are more consistent, um, there's a long-term feeling of contentment, they are going for the dopamine effects, which is more of a rush, a short-lived feeling, and it can be used quite often as a crutch, as void fillers, and it can also become addictive. Um, We can also become addicted to our own stress hormones through this dopamine-seeking effect. And I wanted to discuss the difference between dopamine and serotonin. So serotonin is known as the happiness molecule, basically. It is good at stabilizing the mood and it contributes to your sleep and your digestive system functions and it's also been linked to anxiety and depression when you have a deficiency in serotonin within your body so it's really about function and regulation and the nervous system the regulation of the nervous system as well and because it is present in blood platelets it constricts the blood vessels and it acts as a neurotransmitter so that helps with the neurotransmission of chemicals and and nerves that are involved in processing sleep, memory and also regulating the depression that we can um, find ourselves grasping hold of at times in our life. Dopamine is something that's it's similar in the happiness content but it's much more adrenaline based it's more exciting it's a thrill-seeking hormone it's responsible for giving you a feeling of a reward and it can be overly stimulating on the brain and the body and it can keep you in brainwave modes which are not very conducive to things like sleep and um, obviously if you are dipping into this a bit too much, you can find that your body is moving in a much more faster pace. So that would affect your digestive system as well. Dopamine is something that people lean into at times and it can be a positive effect. It's finding the fine balance between the two. And I've noticed that in our modern world, There's much more things available to us and much more things that are being projected on a daily basis that is signalling us to seek that dopamine thrill 
And it's very important for us to be more conscious of that into the ways in which we are dipping into dopamine fixes and shielding yourself and just having a pause and reflect moment where we ask ourselves if this is going to be beneficial to us in the long term or is it stealing your time and your energy and are you repeating patterns that are being a thief of your overall long-term joy? Dopamine only touches five brain receptors and serotonin touches around 14. Um, Serotonin isn't addictive and it makes you feel a feeling of gratitude, more of, of what you have and you already having enough or you already being enough and it's triggered really by long-term satisfaction so anything that you do that's more consistent in your daily life and I read something recently that has stuck with me as well it's about having less of the intensity in life and more of the consistency intensity being things like trying to write a book in 30 days or trying to run a marathon and the alternative being trying to perhaps just have a little bit of a promise made that you're going to do a little bit of writing every week and instead of marathons that you're going to be consistent in your daily or weekly exercise. So dopamine is triggered by acts of pleasure and it is addictive and you feel that no matter how much of a thrill that you have you always want more. Um, So you can relate to things like that craving food quite often people are comfort eating because they're seeking that that rush of that happy hormone Um, and obviously it ties up to things like overeating it also ties up to things like people getting overly addicted to exercise going to the gym um, can become a bit more of a dominant focus in your life and it's also perhaps taking you away from the things that are the root causes that that need your attention and once they have become prompted and once you start to do healing on those areas you'll find that you will be looking less for your dopamine kicks. So yeah serotonin comes from consistency and looking at plans and actions that are for your future self rather than the dopamine coming from the here and now, the buzz and the distraction. It's interesting when you look at other hormones as well, such as oxytocin, that provides the ability to link and bond between mother and baby. So oxytocin is released into the breast milk and oxytocin is released within the female system in order to feel that love, that contentment, that real deep meaningful bond. So it's important to realise the power of oxytocin and it's interesting when you look into the concept of another crisis that's going on in our modern society and that is um, pornography addiction which is linked to the the addiction to oxytocin and the dopamine rush as well. Professionals who have specialised around this topic they have basically described it as being quite a, a dangerous ground because the oxytocin that is released can become an emotional bond between you and the said moment or the object that is making you experience that feeling. So not being rooted in an emotional, stable, meaningful, um, realistic 
and authentic bond and connection with a, another human being, it's actually making you go and seek that actual trigger more and more. So it's important for people to recognise that and the cycle that it's got them into and replacing that oxytocin kick with something that's a lot more healthy and a lot more long-term and is conducive to a future version of you that does not need to go and seek these thrills. Although there can be those kind of joys found in life, the things that you will think of when it comes to the end of your days will be the ones that were more consistent and the ones that were rock solid um, and you were committed to in your life rather than time and energy wasted on that, which is really not beneficial to bonding with other human beings and creating a life which is enough, which you don't feel the need to constantly be achieving or changing or seeking thrills out with your own home and family environment. But before we go, I'm bringing the show to a close now. I just want to do a little bit of an introduction to shadow work and why it's quite important when it comes to looking at ways in which your energy is being lost through the cycles that we have going on in repeat or the unhelpful patterns or hardwiring of our brain and where that can stem from. And it's all really, it's been labelled now shadow work. Um, I don't like the, the trendy names that they give things. These techniques are actually quite ancient and they stem back to you know, shamanic tribes and ancient cultures which really had a whole bigger sense of the entirety of things and the importance of healing wounds and not carrying them with you, emotional imprints. And looking at your shadows really means looking at those things that are not serving you well anymore, those parts of your identity that you're clinging on to, that you're being defensive, that you're grasping at. And a lot of them can be ego clutching as well. But in general, when you strip it all down, it comes down to a wounded inner child. So I'm going to read out something to you, which I've recently popped up on my social media platform. If you want to follow that, it is um, online on Instagram as saffron underscore Jennifer. And you can also find me through um, Ouija Wellbeing, which is my social enterprise. And if you're interested in the content, you can find the Serenity Sister channel on YouTube, where I do post some content every now and then. If you want to give us feedback on the show, you can feel free to get in touch with Steg at the studio or um, Delena. You can contact that via the website link, the contact form, or you can find me on social media. Just leave me a little comment or send me a DM. Love to hear anything that has been shined upon within your life in a positive way and it's, it's given you an action plan that's more positive towards your future self. So we're beginning to realise intricate bonds with our inner child self and the imprints from our younger experiences, no matter how big or how small, and the ways in which our child subconsciously felt the need to adapt and to tolerate or avoid a particular discomfort. And in Alberto Villaldo's teachings, he describes how the shaman have had a strong relationship with healing wounds and recognising that mending our past selves can heal our present and future selves. And it's useful to take this philosophy on our imprints within us when exploring shadow work. Shadow work is the term that's been used now in a more mainstream fashion to simplify the process of recognising the aspects of yourself that have gone unhealed or unnoticed, but creating problems unintentionally in our everyday present selves. 
The imprints we have carried with us account for the belief systems, be it limited beliefs or no consideration of any boundaries, and it also affects our perceptions, our reactions, and the very core of what triggers us and drives us. Cycles going on repeat, unexpected emotions rising to the surface that are not usual for you, and a needing to detach from others or from the outside world, a sudden desperate urgency to find solutions or desperately seeking advice, going on a mission to gain advice and feel good hormones from others, and relying on others to reset your tone or mindset. It can all be ways in which our shadows are trying to break through and give you signs of what needs your attention, your focus and your re-evaluation. So if you're interested in that, then tune into the next show. I'm currently putting out shows monthly. Usually it goes out the last Saturday of each month and then you might hear it on repeat throughout the day. I will also be turning this into a podcast and you can find all of my previous podcasts on serenitysister.co.uk under podcasts and also at the Ouija Wellbeing website. So if you are keen on looking at a very, very small social enterprise, which is all about local products that help well-being and prompt self-care, give me a little bit of a follow on Instagram at Ouija Wellbeing or check out the website for the gift boxes, ouijawellbeing.co.uk. And that's also part of a bigger cause of being able to offer free lifestyle and wellbeing orientated workshops in the area. So I'm going to leave you with Sia with Chandelier and to give you a swift reminder that although it feels great to be flying high, just remember, we really need to look at the consistent ways in which to feel content in our lives. Take care until the next time. Peace, love and shizzle from Glasgow.